You're listening to Money Shots, a weekly podcast where one recovering shopaholic and one very rational financial expert talk all things money. Welcome to the fifth episode of Money Shots. Uh, thank you for tuning in tonight, this morning, this afternoon, whichever time it is where you are. Uh, welcome, welcome. So okay. today our topic is traveling. Because it's still the start of 2020, right? And yep. I think a lot of people, whoever you are out there, if your bucket list involves traveling, then we are here to save your ass. So we are going to talk about Basically, we're going to share a little bit of our own little tips and tricks on how to save when we are traveling. Uh, we travel quite a lot, uh, mm-hmm. individually. I used yep. to travel quite a bit for work. And then, you are just a rich man who likes to travel. I'm not a rich man, but yeah. I like to travel. So I scream and save. So, a disclaimer is that both of us, neither of us are lapsed-up travelers. So, both of us, we cannot backpack on. And then, like, our yeah, no the place we stay at must be like, not bad. Yeah. Like quite nice. Yeah. And no hostels, no shared toilets for me. Ew. <laughs> so if you are a lapsed up traveler out there, lapsed up like very bad word, but like if you are a very scrimpy say uh, traveler and you love backpacking, then kudos to you. But you probably would think that our tips are shit. Because it doesn't help to save it yeah, all. Yeah, but if you're like an average traveler, like sometimes you would like to save, sometimes you like to spend a bit more, and then you just want to be comfortable throughout your stay, then I think some of these points will help you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's begin. How do we save? For me, every single time I go overseas, it doesn't matter the location that I go, I always set a budget for myself, which is like $100 sing a day. Mm. So... For example, if I go to Korea for 10 days, I will bring $1,000 for me to spend there. Okay. And every single day, no matter like if I'm going somewhere to shop or not shop, uh, I will still try to spend within that budget. Huh, even for shopping? Was... Yes, I will. So it includes three meals also. Uh, wow. And transport. Uh. And to be honest, I found that budget to be relatively okay to keep too. That's why I've been doing that like all along. Yeah. But what if one day you want to shop and then the other day you don't want to shop? Um, then I will just... Use the other Put day's money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's quite flexible because it's your own budget, right? But gen- my general rule is $100 a day will be enough for the entire trip. And it's not like I have to suffer and like cannot buy food to eat. It's still quite comfortable. Yeah. So that's my general tip. What is your general tip? The most general of tips. <laughs> the most general of tips. Okay, so for me, I like to drive. I love driving. So for, for all of y'all who are traveling in groups of four or more, right? Y'all can actually go and do some research and explore and see if renting a car could be the same as like paying for your train tickets, your rail passes and all that. Sometimes it may even be cheaper and having a car means you have the flexibility to to leave anytime you want. And what I love most about having a car is that along the way, if there's something nice that we see or, or whatever nice tourist attraction, right? We can just stop and just go and visit. Oh. I think... Um, like this kind of transport thing also depends on the country la. true la. Like, for Bangkok, Bali then yeah, yeah like you should research on your transport and see what like the locals use so yeah. I travel to Bali a lot and over there like Gojek is king la. everybody mm. uses Gojek yeah. there is Grab too but Gojek is way cheaper and uh, because of traffic jam right, like Bali is 
damn famous for their gems. So it's not very advisable to use cars because mm. there are chances where you'll be stuck in a in a gem for like up to two three hours, like Bangkok like that. Yeah. So in Bali, right, I would advise you to go jack, um, go bike, which is like a taxi, go but bike. you're on a bike lah. Yeah. But if you're scared, then no choice though. You have to take a car. It's quite dangerous, right? Is it? No lah, it's fine for me because right, the the roads in Bali are very small, so nobody rides very quickly. Okay. It's very slow. Okay. Although I did get my my phone stolen in Bali lah, but that one is my own fault. So whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the cheapest way to travel around and the fastest is really the buy bikes in Bali. So you really have to see the country. Mm. And then like, you know, in Bangkok, there's also always traffic jam, right? Then the cheapest way and the fastest way is really by train. Like you, by might, train, you should yeah. take the BTS or the MRT. Okay. Yeah. Because I just came back from Bangkok and my parents like Lauren, like old people then cannot walk too much, right? So mm. we try to take cars and and taxis and the fares is always fucking crazy because you want even the tuk-tuks tuk-tuk is the most expensive oh really because they'll upsell you like fuck I thought you can haggle with them no they'll scalp you like crazy it's crazy so only take tuk-tuks where you just want to experience it it's never ever a good way to for a transport lah basically mm. um, but even cabs right because you we, we always wanted to go by meter yeah but because of the jam you can be stuck like forever or then the meter will just jump yeah, and jump for and like jump, two jump, hours. Jump. I've been on in the jam for two and a half hours before. That's and crazy. then if you take train, right, you will reach in twenty minutes okay. for sure because there's no jam while on a fucking train railway track. Yeah. So yeah, so it really depends on the country and do your research. For me, I drove in Japan and I drove in Mel- Melbourne and Sydney with my friends. I really, really love driving in Japan because I think there was one part of the trip where we were driving towards Mount Fuji or away from Mount Fuji. Yeah, apparently it's like super rare. I don't know if it's true, but it's super rare to see like the peak of Mount Fuji clear like without clouds. Is it true? Oh uh, yes, it is true. So so just nice we were driving and then we saw it, the, the peak is entirely clear, the sky is clear, so we like stop the car, take photos and all that kind of things. So with a car you really have that flexibility and it might save you some money too. Um another way that you can save for transport, right? Especially if it's like long distance, like if you have to take the bullet train to like another um part of town, another town or whatever. Mm. Uh, it's book it's booking through travel sites like KKD and Klook, which I did in my most recent Taiwan trip and my Bangkok trip. They do uh offer deals for like uh bullet trains, buses, long distance buses, uh tours and like activities, that kind of thing. Okay. And it's it's usually a lot cheaper than if you just book through like a traditional travel agent travel agency there's still traditional travel agencies around man yeah mm. yeah I mean, you know all those boomers like to go on tours then they'll go to like Chan Brothers and <laughs> I Boca. thought Grassland closed really but there's Chan Brothers oh. the biggest one yeah. yeah I hate tours I hate tours also lah but I still use KKD and Klook you know when I travel with my parents and then they are boomers and then they want to go on tour and I have to <laughs> make them happy right then I'll be like okay lah I'll go on tour then I'll go there and book it's, it's really a lot cheaper yeah, KKD um, and Klook are basically the same thing, but they are from different countries, if I'm not wrong. So you can always compare prices. They usually have the same like packages. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another tip that I can give is to have always have your common funds with your friends if you're traveling with your friends. Huh. If you're traveling with your parents, right, then just let your parents pay for everything. Yeah, the common fund. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> usually when I travel with my friends, um, just so we can like manage our finances better, right? At the start of the trip, we will always all put in the same amount of money into like this common fund that okay. will pay for like our transport and our food. Okay. Basically, any um thing that we share the payment. So like Grab, 
we all take the same grab, but there's only one fare, right? Then like, if we all eat at a restaurant, then it's like, just divide equally. Then okay. we'll take out of the common fund to pay. Yeah, so it's, that one is easier to see like, how much money you have left for yourself. Because everything that you're doing with your friends, you pay from the common fund. Then okay. once it's not enough, you just top up the common fund. Right. Yeah, that's usually what I do when I travel with my friends. But wouldn't you all feel like with the common fund, then you all tend to spend more because like, wow, I've got a big common fund. No, so the common fund is only for like, things that we do together. So like, transport and food. Okay. That's it. Oh. But if you want to do anything else, if I want to go shopping myself, or if I want to go and surf and my friends don't want to surf, then that one will pay out my own money. Okay. Yeah. Then what about traveling to different places in one country? Eh? Since you're, you're a widespread traveler. Widespread traveler. Uh, yeah, la, like we like to travel to... Like for example, I went to Taiwan with my family and we went from Taipei to Jiufen. Then we went to Tainan and then Taichung and then went back up to Taipei. Okay. So that's quite a lot of places. How many places is that? Five? Five, okay. yeah. And then when I was in Vietnam, uh, quite a few years ago with my friends, we also like island hopped in Vietnam. So we traveled from Ho Chi Minh all the way up to like somewhere in the middle point. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, a, a very useful tip for me when, usually I'm the one who plans like all these things, la, like where to go in which part of the country and all that. Uh, I try to plan where, at which point do I want to travel more luxuriously? And then at which point do I save? Okay, but how do you decide? So for example, right, um, when I was in Vietnam, like we all know that Ho Chi Minh is like just a place, it's like a city place. Mm. And then you just go there and you just shop. Mm. And then you go eat at the cafes. So we don't really stay that long in our accommodation, like our hotel. Okay. Um, so for that, right, in Ho Chi Minh, right, we chose like a fucking cheap hotel. It's damn small. But it's like, we were just there for... But don't, you don't like lap sub? No, it's not lap sub. It's just very small and very cheap. Oh. But it's still a proper hotel. Okay. Yeah. Um. And since we're only staying there for like two nights, then we move on to somewhere else, right? Mm. So we were like, never mind lah, we just book a cheap place. And when we went to another part of Vietnam, which was more like um picturesque, and then like, got a lot of feng sing to see, like oh, scenery, scenery uh. mountains. Then we're like, okay, like this is where we want to spend a bit more. Because it's very nice, man, the place. Mm. Then we booked like a resort. Yeah, and sounds um, good. Yeah, and the resort is actually pretty expensive, but because it was only for one night, right? Like, it made up for the cheaper hotel from the other two nights. Yeah, and like that's the only place we stayed in in that place. We never left the resort, like, they bugged us around, they treated us like queens. All meals were provided. So, let's just say if you were not, if you wouldn't spend so much time in the resort, would you still have booked the resort? For, for me, like a rule of thumb is that if I'm not going to spend that much time in my accommodation, right, I always try to book a cheaper one, but somewhere that I can still like be comfortable. Still acceptable lah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But if I really like want to stay there, like in Bali, you want to book a villa, right, I will mm. make sure that it's damn nice lah because mm. I will hang in there, I will chill, I will drink with my friends inside. True. Then true, you need like a nicer place lah. Right. So it really helps if you are traveling to different places in one single country, right? To just plan out like which part of it you want to stay in a better place and which part you want to stay in like a not so good place mm. so that it balances out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh. I think it would be super helpful for me especially when I try to plan my Europe trip much. Yeah. And um, for us, right, we always try to save on our meals. So it's the same logic to like the accommodation. So we'll decide like which meal we want to be like more expensive mm. and which meal we can afford. We can just be like, we are okay with eating cheaper things. So in general, right, in a lot of countries, 
uh, we will have breakfast from the convenience store. Actually, the food not bad. Eh. Yeah, it's because nice. in certain countries like Japan and Taiwan, right, that's actually an experience in itself. Yeah. So it's really good to experience also what? Yeah. Like eating the convenience store food. Like, it's them hardcore one, eh, their food. Like, got like the lock lock, uh, whatever. Oh, that's in Taiwan, right? Is it lock lock? Yeah, it's lock lock. It's eh? another name la, in Taiwan. Lok Lok is Malaysian. Kuo Lok. No, it's not. It's not. Lok Kuo. No, it's not. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Then, it also depends like how early you like set out from the house. What do you mean? Because if, for me, right, we always, always leave the house at like 11. Okay. Then, it doesn't matter what we eat before, what, because we'll be like, still in the hotel. Like, our day only starts at 11. Yeah. So, we only start spending money after 11. Okay. Anything before, we just like settle it ourselves. Oh, yeah. and then that can be a tip, right? To yeah. save, to sleep and wake up late. Uh, I wouldn't say because some people like to go out like super early mm. and like venture out. But for me, 11, 10, 11 is a very good time. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then we always, usually, right, when I travel somewhere with my friends, we always uh, put aside some money for one very luxurious meal. Okay. Either like to end off the trip or like if it's someone's birthday, we'll go to a nice bar, like a rooftop bar okay. to celebrate. Okay. I think that helps to like balance off so you don't feel like you are saving a lot but you're not really having fun. Like you can still splurge a little bit. Although it's just one night la, or like one day. Mm. But it's still like good enough. But what about cooking eh? Would you cook? No. You wouldn't cook? Ah? I don't cook. Why? I can't cook. <laughs> but you know we always eat supper then we cook Maggie Mia. Ah. So that's your cook? That's about it. Your friends eh? Do your friends cook? No. I think cooking also... Only Kaleo cooks. Yes. But I think cooking also depends on the country. Eh. Like in some countries, it just doesn't make sense to cook because the delivery is so cheap. Oh. Like if you're in freaking Bali, when you go jack food, the delivery charge is 30 cents. Oh. And the food is like $2. So why would you cook? It doesn't make sense. Okay, that's true. Lah. Yeah. But, but let's just say you're in an expensive country eh, like Europe. Yeah la, yeah la, it's like Australia, Europe. You sometimes you don't really have a choice, wa. Like when you want to eat dinner, then everything is closed. Then You're you just have to early, cook, la. Some places close at like five, six. Then I eat dinner at nine. How? Then you just have no choice, law. Yeah. Do you? So you cook to save money, is it? I cook because first of all, I like to cook. Ah. Okay, there's no second of all, but I like to cook. So when I go to a different country, I find fun in using that country's ingredients to cook. Okay, to me it's different because I feel like it's, it sucks to have to wash up. And then also, what makes you think that whatever you cook is better than what the locals eat outside? True la. That's what I feel. So I always go and find places where like locals eat at, just so I can try like their actual food. That is true. Yeah. So I'm right and you're wrong. Somewhat. <laughs> because you go there, it's true la. If you go there, then you don't eat the food there and experience the stuff there. But it's also true that some places where you cook right you really save a lot of money and then you can spend that money on different things like um more attractions mm. or like you can go to more museums like mm. in Europe for example yeah then for your friends eh, because I remember like a few episodes ago <laughs> you're talking about Sherry who prefers to laps up travel like how do, how do you balance this these two expectations actually I like I think it's very good to have friends who like to laps up on your trip hmm. because they will help you save money. Or like a balance, like a yeah. devil and angel. And they will let you know when it's, it's getting too, too overboard. Like, do we really need to stay in such an expensive place? And then it's just a matter of balancing. Like, she will suggest something and if I think that it's really damn shitty, I'll be like, like come on, I can't. <laughs> okay. Then we'll just compromise. Yeah, okay. I think it's really good. But 
Um, if you all want tips from a lots of traveller, then I guess we can invite Sherry. If Sherry wants, yeah. we'll be happy to have her on board. If you all want her, you all can DM us. We'll ask Sherry to join us and tell us about her laps up travels. <laughs> and how she really, really saves every fucking penny. She recently went to Nepal. Yeah, we talked about that. We did? Yeah, in the peer pressure episode. So if you want to hear her stories, you can let us know. Yeah. Hey, anyway, talking about past episodes, right? We The previous episode about credit cards. Right? Mm. So... If you if you travel frequently, right, you may want to have a credit card that gives you air miles. And that makes sense. So you can use it, lah. But um, actually, right, there are different categories of air miles and flights. Like there are flights that are more worth it to spend your miles on. I'm, 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 I don't know if way. people know that. Yeah, and what you can do, right? Because you know when you spend air miles, it's really a lot of miles, eh? Like up to forty thousand miles. Like Actually, I, I, I never could really grasp what the number means. 40,000 means what? How no, big is 40,000? Basically, right, it doesn't mean anything until you calculate it yourself. Because the the uh, airline company mm. will just tell you, okay, a one-way flight to Bangkok costs 20,000 miles. Then you have to calculate yourself how much that 20,000 miles are worth. Okay. And the way to do that, right, is to go and check the normal flight price. Okay. And then divide it by your mouse and you calculate it by cents per mile. Okay. Then you will know how much your mouse is worth. But what's the point of doing that? Because there are flights, for example, right, to Bangkok. Okay, this is a very, 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 very shitty example because it will never be like that. But for example, to Bangkok, they'll put 40,000 miles for okay. a one way trip to Bangkok. Okay. But then to France, Paris, they'll put 60,000 miles. Huh? So which one will you choose? Of course, the Euro one. Exactly. So it, it works like that. Oh. They, they will try to sell you more on like shorter trips now for sure they will try to get you to use your miles on shorter trips but actually like there are some longer trips that are more worth it which is why you should calculate your miles like that right yeah so Could the general consensus is like if it's like two cents per mile apparently that is pretty worth it two cents per mile yeah but if it's one cent per mile you may not think it's worth it at all so you just need to go and see yourself la, like the check the price and all that and then calculate law because it, it really goes boils down to how much you value your mouse wa. if you think that you can spend fuck loads on the trip to Bangkok then okay law you spend <laughs> nobody's gonna say you can't so yeah but another tip right is that of course I think everybody knows this but if you want to live more luxuriously on your trip like and being a, be, a, be able to spend more right then you have to travel to countries where your currency is stronger okay so like when we go to Vietnam, when we go to Thailand, when we go to Malaysia, it's like going to Malaysia to pump petrol. Yeah. It's like you can pump more because it's cheaper. She's super cheap. So it's like three times cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same case for everything else actually. If you travel to Bangkok and you eat at an expensive restaurant, it's likely that the expensive restaurant is like a normal restaurant here. True. So... Okay, then let's go to Zimbabwe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah la, you can go there and you'll be able to spend a lot more than you can in other countries like the UK yeah. where their currency is stronger. Yeah. So so if you're planning a trip, right, be be sure to think about like how you want a trip to go before thinking of the destination. Mm. Yeah. So for example, if I'm like fucking stressed out at work, I just want to go somewhere where I can like spend all my money and throw my money and live like king and shop every day, right? Then I will choose countries that have a weaker currency la. I'll go Vietnam I can shop every fucking day and I'll still hit my budget Vietnam nice to shop man. Eh? yeah oh Vietnam makeup clothes 
Sportswear. You, they cannot see your thumb up. Thumbs oh yeah, up. I thumbing up. She thumbs up three times for each item that she yeah. took out. Hey, the sportswear is legit, legit, really. If you go Ho Chi Minh, right, you need to go and buy like their factory rejects. Oh, like Nike, Adidas, the, all the that. The quality is legit. So yeah, yeah. that's what I recommend. If you want to like shop and stuff, right, go somewhere that's cheaper. Okay, Vietnam. Yeah. I haven't been to Vietnam. First in Vietnam, right? Yes. Okay, I want to go to Vietnam. Okay, anyway... Um, another tip, right, is, you know, right, like, the airline sale thing. Or oh, the school Tuesday morning shit. I don't know if school was every Tuesday morning, and I don't it even, was. I don't even know whether they still do it now, but they always have, like, you know, those sale, right, like, Jetstar sale, like, now there is, like, a Valentine's Day sale or whatever going on. I it's called out of office sale. Or out of office sale, whatever. One tip is follow all these airlines on Facebook and turn on their post notifications. So whenever they have sale, right, you will get a notification. Wow. Yeah. So from like all this sales shit, right, I previously bought a Bali return ticket for $68. Is it considered cheap? Return eh. Okay, what's the usual price? $140, Ooh. $150. Just like And actually I had no plans to go on a trip then, but I was like, what the fuck, $68, bye. <laughs> then I just went alone. <laughs> yeah. Truly shopaholic. It's really too cheap to even reject. Wait, you went Bali alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the flight tickets were so cheap. I went to find Becky. Because oh. Becky is based there, what? So I went to... Yeah. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. If you're listening, love you. Shout out to Haikini, Becky's brand. And her surf camps. The best bikini brand, ethically made in Bali. Actually, can guys go for surf camps? Yeah, yeah, she has surf camps for guys also. Really, really. Like, mix. Okay, okay. Yeah. So if you are, if does you are, she have hikini swimwear for guys? No, but maybe she'll come up with some trunks. I don't know. <laughs> but if you are, if <laughs> you are weird. interested in learning <laughs> how to surf, my friend Becky does surf camps in Bali too. So you can go check it out. Hikini, What's a social plug? H a i k i n i. Love you. Sarang heyo. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I almost said that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so we all know about browser history and like browser cookies and like cash and all that kind of shit, right? So one way to like get good deals, especially when you book like air tickets and travel tickets, is to browse through incognito windows. So incognito windows, they'll block like all the tracking uh, and all that kind of stuff. Because like websites have algorithms and all that kind of stuff. So if they recognize that you're coming back for the third, fourth, fifth time. They will increase the price. Yeah. Which is, which is like crazy. Lah. So I know of people who go so far even to download VPN. What's it called? Virtual Private Network. I think that's a bit extreme. But it saves them a lot of money. But so it's a bit extreme. I will do it though, now that I learned, learned of it. Okay. So use a VPN to... So basically, like you, when you're using VPN, VPN, you can change your country that you're assessing from. Okay, like yeah. You can look like you're assessing from like China okay, or yeah. like Vietnam. I don't know. You can change your country of origin. Mm. But you book the flight from like Singapore to somewhere else. And then you can save the money lah, because it'll be cheaper. Yeah, Is yeah. this even legal? Why not? I don't know. I don't know if it's legal. If it's illegal, we didn't tell you to do this. Huh? <laughs> anyway, there are people who did this and then they managed to save like between $50 to like a couple hundreds. So if it's legal, you guys should really, really explore. Yeah. Try out a VPN. If, if it's not, then just use incognito. Yeah, I think the inc- I, do the, I do use the incognito window quite a bit. But does it really work? Yeah, it does. I feel like my ticket is still as expensive, eh? Um, I don't know, eh? Just use all. Cause my well use right. True, ah. Yeah. While we are on like air tickets and stuff, um, according to this study by cheapair.com, right, the best time to book your flights is uh, between 
three weeks to four months before your trip. That's a very big range. range. But I think like a good range is like two months, two to three months. And then um, the cheapest days to fly are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Do you know that? Basically, I know Tuesday, but I don't know Wednesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the most expensive, like, confirm. But I just checked, you know, because... So actually, I was reading about this. Then I saw that... I saw this tip, like, but I went to check. If I fly to Europe on a Saturday, it's like $849. Mm-hmm. But if I were to change my flight to flying on a Tuesday, it's only 824 like there's only a like $20, $30 difference. Yeah, I mean, they say that it's the cheapest days to fly, but they never say how much cheaper. So you need to weigh okay. yourself. Okay, that's and true. Check your itinerary, like when is the best time to go and all that lah. Okay, Duh. that's true. Okay, fine. Yeah. But um when you're traveling, right, a lot of people, I think a lot of people already know this or are using this, especially those who have been on exchange. But if you use U-Trip. Um, oh, the U-Trip card. Yeah, the U-Trip card. Um, you get 0% transaction fee if you use that card to pay okay. in over 150 plus currencies which is like a lot of countries <laughs> and then it's um, the whole world yeah and then which is great because sometimes when I don't have enough cash on hand and I'm lazy to go and uh, withdraw money right then I use my credit card right I still get charged like a 3.5% we don't even need to bring cash anymore right? yeah 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 oh, no, but there's still the exchange rate no Basically, the exchange rate, right? Because my cousin is currently on exchange and she's using U-Trip. So her mom told me that actually the exchange rate, the money, so it's like in-app money changer, right? Yeah. And apparently the exchange rate is a lot better than all the traditional money changers out there. Then we don't, then we don't change money anymore. Yeah. The only bad thing about it is that whatever money you put in, right, you cannot take up again. Oh, oh so, so you got to top up. Yeah. So you have to keep topping up, but whatever you top up, if you are left with like $50 and you have nowhere to spend the $50 on, you cannot withdraw $50. I mean, you can follow your rule, the $100 per day. No, la, yeah, la. so the tip is to just like slowly deposit like small amounts, like 100 a day, 100 a day. But is, is it instant? It's instant, it's instant. It's oh, instant. So cool. I think that's a really good card to use, especially if you have to use your credit card for sure, like yeah. in certain countries, or if you're going overseas for a really long time, or if you travel very frequently. Okay. Because a lot of countries, um, the currencies are accepted in new trip. Yeah, does this, Almost all, la, basically. Does this contribute to your credit score I don't think so because you're using a U-Trip card okay yeah it's not tied to any bank I think we should spell it out for our audience U-Trip Y-O-U T-R-I-P yeah U-Trip U-Trip yeah go check it out if you're gonna travel I think I'm gonna apply for the card eh. I would too so every time I use the credit card they very expensive like the, the transaction fee actually yeah and the exchange rate is not that great as well yeah okay so now is an interesting question that I wanna ask you yes would you choose to work um, while you're overseas like for example if you're let's just say you go to Taiwan and you have a farm stay right and then there's a chance for you to work to to have free accommodation and food and maybe some money would you I go will, for it? but I won't go alone I only go with my friends okay. my cousin did it in Taiwan eh. he went to a farm in Taiwan to work also really? yeah for one month actually for, same as yeah. Lucas and Reagan yeah then okay so so Lucas and Reagan Yes. Who are your friends? You must okay, okay. explain. Yeah. Who are my who are my bros? My broskies. They actually went for I think a three month trip to Australia and Tasmania. Tasmania is in Australia, is it not? Okay, I I would differentiate because Tasmania is separated by water still. Okay, fine. So you have to take okay, a ferry. Okay, that's not a point. Yeah. Okay, that's not a point. 
So so they went to work on the farm. It was super fun, eh. So the most memorable one they told me about is they had to chop off a duck's head. <gasps> oh my god! I would never do that. So they put the they put the duck into oh a f- they put the duck heads into a funnel, and then the duck it was alive. Yeah. Oh, poor duck. If not, where you get your duck rice? Yeah, but you don't have to chop it off, and it's alive. You chop off the head, so you die instantaneously. No, it right? doesn't. Then how you kill the duck? Just yeah, it does. Okay, I don't know. It just sounds so gross. That's why the guillotine works, on in the old old times. Mm. Yeah. So that, so that was that was cool. Oh my god, that's not so not cool. And and they drove and they drove. They drove what? A they tractor. drove. No no no. Mm-hmm. I said they drove. <laughs> I I don't know if they drove a tractor, but they might. But they drove the whole trip, even from Tasmania all the way to. The whole whole part of Australia lah. So they had to take a ferry, a car ferry from Tasmania to Australia. I mean, if I were to do this work on a farm shit, right? Yeah. I would only do it if I don't have any intention to go elsewhere in the country. Because it would be pretty hard. Mm. So, for example, if I want to plan a trip just for that experience, right? Then I'll do that lah. Okay. Yeah. But I'll only go, I won't go alone. Because very lonely. Uh, alone. What if you go with the locals there? But they're not my friends. You can make friends, right? You're not sociable, man. I'm not sociable. <laughs> okay, so this is our last tip for, for today's episode. Once again, 30 minutes. We're trying to keep to that. So the last tip is that always, always book your stuff in advance. Okay? Actually, we talked about this. But yeah, because just now we mentioned um, book your air tickets according to Cheap Air. Book like three weeks and four months, right? So it doesn't just apply to air tickets. It applies to train tickets also, and even tickets to like various tourist attractions. I think there are pros and cons to this. In the fact that like, if you book everything in advance, all your train tickets, all your uh, attraction tickets and all that, it will definitely be cheaper than if you book, if you go like queue on the day itself to get, or if you book like a few days before. But the downside to that is that you can't change your plans when it comes to that day. Yeah. So if you're more flexible with your plans and you don't don't want to book anything, it'll be easier for you to find alternative, cheaper things to do hmm. that doesn't involve like all these like worries, attraction and all that. Yeah. And then you can like just decide on the day itself. You don't have to decide way in advance. But if you already know exactly where you want to go, like if you're in Paris and you definitely want to go to the Louvre or you you definitely want to go to Eiffel Tower, you can get the tickets way before so that you save on the bucks or but I found that if you travel with friends, I think it's better if you just plan beforehand. Because if not, you'll be like, like in Singapore, like, hey, guys, where to go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, lor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe you could still consider booking in advance. So those are all our tips for you guys who are traveling this year. Uh, what, what are your next travel plans? So I'm going to Europe on March 28th to look for Xenia. And we are going to France and Italy. And I think we're doing... And I think we're doing a road trip because apparently there are like strikes going on in France so trains might not even be available. Anyway, they have tra- strikes like every fucking day. So Yeah, so I don't want to be like stranded. Yeah, I think so it's I- the best decision to drive there. La. Yeah, lor. yeah. I think it'll be more fun too. Mm. I'm going to Bali again for the hundredth time. Bali curse! I've been there like a thousand times but I'm going to Bali again uh, in March on March 11. And I'm gonna hang out with my friends there and surf more. And oh, you're going for Becky's surf camp? Uh? No, I'm not. Oh. I don't have to go for a surf camp. I already am surfing. Oh, okay. But I'll meet back. Oh, no, Becky's not there at the time. But yeah. 
the Bali Kazaza exists, okay. I've been there with my boyfriend, we are still together. So if <laughs> Together for how long you must let them know? Five years. Five long We've years. We've been to Bali like four times already, okay? So if you are scared to go to Bali because of the Bali curse, then let me tell you that it didn't work on me la. Curse destroyed, myth debunked. But we didn't go to Tanalot Temple. So maybe the curse is there. I don't know. He refuses to go. I want to go, but okay, I refuse to go. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Look forward to episode 6. Um, and a very safe flight if you're flying. Whenever you're flying. <laughs> safe trip to all of you. For the rest of the safe 2020. Travels, safe money. Safe time. Safe. Okay, bye. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> cringy.